child of God, as we're about to hear the word, that God will quicken our hearts to receive this word, to accept his word, to believe his word. And most importantly, if you want to see results in your life, to apply his word and the Holy Spirit will empower us to do so. Heavenly Father, I commit myself, I commit your two daughters, I commit the congregation of Upper Room Ministry, those who are watching. Lord, we're here to sit under your feet, to hear from our Master Rabbi. Jesus, speak the truth that will set us free. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things in your word, because your word is supernatural, your word is spiritual, your word is powerful. God, I ask that you give me the authority, the power, the confidence to speak your word. Holy Spirit, you speak through me. Let your name be magnified and exalted in this house. We thank you in Jesus' precious name we pray. So, child of God, let's go to our theme for this week is holding on to the word of God. So, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Fifteen from verse one. Now, brothers and sisters, so Paul is speaking to us. As long as you are a believer in Christ, Amen. he's speaking to you. Uh, Paul wants to remind us that the gospel that he preached, which you and I receive. Mm. On which you and I, we have taken our stand. Mm. So, two things that we see here when it comes to the gospel. Well, first of all, we have to receive the gospel and we have to stand, take our stand for the gospel. We have to stand on the promises of the gospel. We have to stand on the principles of the gospel. Mm. So Paul is reminding us that the gospel which he preached mm. that was delivered to him from God Amen. because he was called an apostle to the Gentiles to preach the gospel that Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord started mm. the kingdom message. The gospel, by definition, it means the good news. The good news about who or what. The good news about Jesus mm. and the good news about what Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. Amen. 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 That's what the gospel is all about. Mm. Jesus is a subject matter of the gospel. Mm. 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 When you and I, when we preach the gospel, we are talking about Jesus, who he is as a person, and what he has accomplished on your behalf. And one of the accomplishments that Jesus did for us. He went on the cross to die for our sins so you and I, we can obtain salvation. That's what verse 2 says. By this gospel, you are saved. So child of God, the message for us as ministers, we're going out here to preach about Jesus, who he is, because people need to know who Jesus is and what he has accomplished on your behalf. So Paul is saying that 
this gospel which I preach to you, the church. Our response is in twofold. One of them, we have to receive the gospel. When we talk about receiving something, it's not just for you to hear. It's for you to actually undo, partake, have it in your hand. But in this case, when we receive the gospel, in essence, Paul is saying that this message of the gospel, we should receive it where? In our hearts, in our minds. It's not just for you to hear and then, and then you go about your life and nothing happened. So there's one thing to hear about something. There's another thing for you to believe in what you hear. So another synonym for receive is believing. Because when you receive something, you accept. There's no way you can receive if you don't welcome what you're receiving. So, child of God, our prayer is that as we hear the gospel message, as we preach the gospel message, the response should be to receive, meaning that, to accept and to believe this message gospel of who Jesus Christ is and what he has accomplished on the cross. Because what we are doing, we are holding. When you hold on to something, you grasp. When you hold on to something, you embrace, you claim. Tightly, intimately, passionately, wholeheartedly. You don't want to let that thing slide off your hand. And you don't allow anybody to take it away from you. Jesus told Martha, I said, Martha, what Mary? Because Jesus was preaching the gospel to Mary. You understand? That when he, when he visited their house, Mary was wise enough to say, you know what? Forget about service. <laughs> Let me listen. Because who? The master rabbi is here. The teacher is here. That is why, child of God, I highly encourage you and I to become Bible students. In order for you to even worship God, you have to know him first. People are worshiping God, they don't even know. They have all this fuzzy feeling. At the end of the day, when they go back, life will slap them left and right. They don't have nothing to stand on. Oh, mashatarabaraba. When, 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 when life struggles and difficulties come, singing gospel music is not enough. What word do you have in you? Oh, God. What can the Holy Spirit take to say, you know what? Hold on to this word while you're going through the situation. Such a of God is very important to have the word of God in you. Because that's what's going to maintain your life. You know what Jesus said? He said, he said, you'll be a wise man if you hear my word and then you do them. He said, because when the storms of life will come, man, you will not stumble. Your house will not be shaken. But you, you, your house will not fall. But you are a fool. <laughs> if you hear the word of God, you don't do them. When the challenges of life will come, you'll be shaken. Your house will be shaken. So child of God, if you don't hold on to the world, if you don't hold on to the word of God, not the world, the word of God, your life will be shaken. Because the word of God is the foundation of your life, is the root of your life. The deeper you are in the word of God, the solid you become the stronger you become in life the stronger you become to face the obstacles of life
Even Jesus, our Savior, used the word of God to overcome temptation. Our Savior used the word of God to, 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 to calm the storms of life, the sea, the wind. You see how important the word of God is? So Paul is saying that as I preach the gospel to you, I want you to receive it, meaning that I want you to believe in it wholeheartedly. Believe. Because that's the currency in the spiritual realm. If you don't believe in God, you're not going to see God. If you don't believe in God, you're not justified. You see how important faith is? Then, then you're asking yourself, what is it that I need to believe in? The word of God, the gospel. That's what you need to believe in. That's what you need to put your hope in. And then he said, on which you have taken your stand. What do I mean? To stand, when you stand on something, it means that, number one, you hold on to it. You live your life according to it. You, 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 you fight for it. You contend for it. It's like when you stand on something, it's like whatever you're standing on, it's old in you. It's your foundation. So if you want to stand tall, if you want to stand in a good posture, what do you stand on will determine if you will waver to the left, if you waver to the right. But when you stand on the word of God, you will stand uprightly. You will defend it. No matter the storms of life that will come, you have something solid that will hold you. Verse 2. It said, by this gospel you are saved. Child of God, there's no other way salvation is obtained. The only way salvation is obtained is through the gospel. You have to believe in it. Because the gospel tells us who Jesus is and what Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. He went to the cross, died for our sins. And he gave us the opportunity for our names to be written in the Lamb's book of life. The greatest accomplishment is on the cross. On the cross, humanity have access to heaven. On the cross, humanity is reconciled back to their maker. On the cross, humanity is delivered from sin. Child of God, this gospel, we are saved. The power for salvation. Otherwise, it said, by this gospel, you are saved. If you, again, if you all firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you will believe in vain. Oh, you see, you see what Paul is saying? Paul is emphasizing on you receiving the word of God, the gospel, you taking stand for it, and you holding firmly. Or else, if you don't receive the gospel, if you don't take a stand for the gospel, if you don't hold firmly the gospel, guess what? You believe in vain. So, our walk with God is continuous. Our walk with God is progressive. You don't say, you know what, God, one Sunday is enough for me. No, it's every day. Every day you have to be in the Word. What you're doing when you're in the Word every day, guess what? You're holding firmly. What you're doing when you're in the Word of God every day, you're standing 
upon the word of God. What you're doing when you're in the word every day, you are, you are receiving, believing. Your faith is being increased each and every day. But if you rely on one Sunday, you go about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You don't have nothing that will hold your life. You don't have nothing to stand on. Child of God, you're not doing yourself any justice. You believe in vain. So, constantly get into the Word of God. Constantly hold on to the Word of God. Or else you believe in vain. What do you mean? What, what does it mean to believe in vain? Of no use. No results. No performance. No answer. No outcome. Nothing. That will not be our case. Just because you, you take a promise from the word of God, it doesn't happen overnight, doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. That's why Paul emphasized that you all firmly, firmly, you, you embrace it in your heart that, you know what? This is what the word of God has said concerning my life. This is what the word of God has said concerning this ministry. We are going to hold on to it no matter the situation, no matter how long it will take for it to happen, but we are not going to waver. We're not going to believe in vain. When God has promised you, at the end of the day, you decide, you know what? I don't think this is ever going to happen. What you're doing, you're believing in vain because you have already determined in your heart that the word of God spoken to your life is never going to happen. You have already confessed negative thing and you believe in vain. That is why you have to hold firmly in your heart that God, this is what you have promised us. That God, this is what the gospel message is. I will hold on to it. Let me continue in verse 3 as well because it's also powerful. For what I receive, I pass on to you as of first importance. Wow. What I receive, I pass on to you. Again, sharing the gospel to one another. Whatever you learn from God, whatever you obtain from Jesus, share it with one another. The last time we talked about testimony, right? Testimony, sharing what God has done for you. Paul is saying, I have received the, the gospel message and I'm passing on to you, the church. And this is the most important gift I can give you. Sometimes in life, yes, you can give your children money. You can give your children a house, a car, clothes, whatever it is. What about the things that money cannot buy? Words of wisdom, health, and the most important of all, Jesus himself. His message, the gospel. Because when you give a man Jesus, he is capable to have everything in this life. Because who is Jesus? He is the bread of life. Who is Jesus? He is the fountain of life. And, and he has come to do what? To give us life and life abundantly. Mental life, emotional life, spiritual life, physical life. That is who Jesus is. What Paul passed on to the church in Corinthians is 
that Christ died for our sins. Again, that's what the gospel message is all about. That you and I, we need to hold on to. On the cross, this is what Jesus accomplished on our behalf. That's the message that we have to deliver to ourselves, to remind ourselves, and to share with other people that we come across. To let them know that, A, this is what the gospel message is all about. Who Jesus is and what he accomplished. He died for our sins. According to what? According to the scriptures. That's what the word of God says. That Christ died for our sins. If you don't believe that, you will always live in condemnation. If you don't believe that, you will always live in guilt. If you don't believe that, Satan will keep bombarding you that you're a sinner, you're no good, that God is displeased with you, you have to pay for your you have to pay for your own sin. And then you're asking yourself, Oh God, I have sinned so many times. And I know you are righteous God, you're holy God. And there's no sin in your presence. But God, how can I be saved? How can I be just before you but if you don't know the gospel message other religion will teach that you have to do so many good deeds for God to accept you you have to perform so many merits for God to accept you even to the point of killing other people in the name of Allah that is the, that is the lie, the deception whereas the Bible says if you know the truth, the truth will set you free that Jesus